with the drums. Your mama was a movie queen, and she was one of the best. This might seem strange. Hello, welcome to Prince Trap by Track. I'm your host, Darren. Today, we're going to be talking about Dance For Me. And of course, that is the number four from MPLS Sound. Uh, recorded in 2008 at Paisley Park and released on the 24th of March 2009 along with Elixir and um, Lotus Flower. On the track, it is just Prince, uh, as is the case with pretty much, I think, everything on MPLS Sound. Uh, Prince and a drum machine. Uh, the track is 4 minutes 58 and joining me to talk about today is Victor Azevedo. Hello, Victor. Hey, Darren. Now, um, I think with, I mean, with a title like Dance For Me, I think we're, and, you know, with the kind of the... Uh, the Lynn drum machine making its triumphant return. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel fairly safe in saying that this is a dance track. It's interesting because Prince, although he didn't really release any um, kind of singles from these albums, um, certainly in America, uh, he did release Dance For Me as a single, only released digitally in France. Uh, you know, there was no like B-side or anything. Uh, it was the exact same as the as the album version as well. There was no like kind of uh, single edit. Um, but then along with that, there were like, I don't know, five remixes. Uh, the Jamie Lewis revamped purple remix, uh, was seven twelve. Uh, the David Alexander icon mix was six fifteen. The Brian matrix, the big room mix was six forty one. Uh, the dominatrix mix was four forty nine, and the tribal drum mix was, uh, five thirteen. So pretty much every kind of length from, you know, 4.58 all the way up until 7 minutes, which was the Icon remix, which was a separate download that was available in the US, um, although that was not eligible for any kind of charts. Um, you know, so there was, I don't know, there was like a whole bunch of people that remixed this, but they didn't remix it until 2011. Um, so all those remixes came out in 2011, 9th of December 2011. Um, the, the digital, you know, release for the US version, which had the Icon mix, was the 29th of September 2009 and the French single was released on the 31st of August 2009 which is still like I don't know six months after this album came out so it's still a bit like kind of late to try and use it to promote the um you know the album um so I I don't know I don't know why (laughs) like Prince decided that this track is deserved all these different remixes um and why you know it, it i don't know it's just such a weird kind of choice it's like oh yeah you know like let's remix this one track um and you know in terms of like you know uh you know you're gonna see me was also kind of released as a single um uh, but then you know the next time prince released a single wasn't for like another two years with extra lovable um, and even you're gonna see me wasn't eligible for any charts anywhere um, so I, I don't know, we're, we're, it, it's weird because it's not like, it's not really a significant single release, but it is kind of amongst the last like two or three songs that Prince released as a single. Uh, so I don't know. I just find that kind of really odd. 
um, that that was his kind of choice. I mean, I think once we get into the 2010s, Prince would not release singles, but he would put stuff up on like um, SoundCloud or, you know, he'd have like a website that just streamed one song for like a few months. So he never kind of went back to releasing singles, but he did go back to releasing individual songs. And, you know, there is one song which is called De Bourgeoisie, which was basically Prince tweeted out a link to it and it was just this website and you could just download this song. And, you know, later on he re-released it with like like horns added onto it. Um, but like, just like, I don't know, it was never included on any albums. It wasn't part of any promotion for anything else. It was just this one song that was just tweeted out one day. And then a few months later, Prince deleted his Twitter. And then it's just such a, like his promotional strategies changed so much, um, following musicology. It just came, it became very odd as a Prince fan to try and figure out where stuff was going to be released. But like I say, I don't, I personally don't think that like three years after it's released, this song deserved to be remixed like eight different ways. Like, uh, it's just, I guess, I guess sometimes Prince just kind of likes a song and it's just like, you know, let's get it remixed. Um, you know, we all remember like the beautiful experience and, you know, the hate experience, which had like endless remixes of songs. Um, so I don't know. It's, it, it's just one of those kind of weird kind of quirks um, that he didn't really kind of promote the, these, this kind of triple disc set with that many singles. Uh, but this was one of the singles he chose. Well, at least he didn't ask people to ring a, a phone number and order it over the phone. So look, it's a, it's a change. <laughs> it's a step up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, the thing is, as well, is like, I don't think this is even really a song that is saying a huge amount. It's just saying, I like it when you dance because it gets me hot. I like it when you shake everything you got. I like it when you dance because it's so sexy. I like it when you dance for me. And that is kind of the chorus that opens the song up, um, you know. And, and I don't know, I I, I think it's just kind of, it, it's almost kind of like, uh, I would say like it, it's in this, a similar vein to like Sexy Dancer, which is a song that says pretty much nothing other than someone is a sexy dancer, mm -hmm. like yes. over and over again. Um, yeah. and, and so like kind of this, you know, uh, and it, it's all just stuff where Prince is saying what he likes, you know. He's like, I like it when... You think I'm all alone. I hear your voice from the telephone telling me all your deepest fantasies. I like it when you dance for me. Um, you know, I like it when I hear a knock on my door and you're standing there in your Christian Dior, which is a great rhyme. Getting, getting, getting Dior to rhyme with door. Um, and there's dark glasses in the pale moonlight. Uh, I like it when the scene is right. Uh, you can take your rap and lay it on the chair. If anybody finds it, I don't care. Uh, I like it when, <laughs> like, sorry, what we do together makes history. I like it when you dance for me. Um, hallelujah. This kind of, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, hallelujah. He says he says hallelujah a couple of times. Um, your flamenco eyes are all like jazz with every other sip of what's in your glass. Um, that's that's a harder rhyme than the, the door Dior thing. Uh, the sexier you get, the more you're in my stash. It's not the first time Prince has referred to something as being in my stash. Uh, I like it when you dance for me, hallelujah. And then there's just a kind of repetition of dance, dance for me. Uh, and then the chorus like a couple more times, uh, which is the, you know, I like I like it when you dance because it gets me hot. And then we finish with, you know, I like it when you dance for me. Um, and, you know, I love a song that finishes with the title of the song. Of uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's really that much in the lyrics. Aside from that door Dior rhyme and the kind of jazz glass thing, which he, he tries to pull off. 
Mm. Um, you know, it's just kind of standard Prince seeing a beautiful person and enjoying them being with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's just, it, it's back to the silly Prince, and I kind of like silly Prince, where the, just the lyrics just don't make any sense. And uh, thank you for mentioning the Lynn Drum Machine, because I was listening to it today and thinking, is that, is, the Lynn, is that the Lynn Drum Machine? I'm thinking, nah, that can't be. But there's like, also, do you notice that like, the way he sings it, it's kind of it's kind of Camille like, but not quite. So it's kind of the, the his uh, voice is kind yeah. of messed about with as well. Not not like not quite like Camille, but it's, it is definitely in that vein, so to speak. Yeah, it, I think the way he double tracks his voice, it makes it sound kind of. I mean, I think what he's going for is that kind of like eighty six to eighty eight Prince sound. Mm. Uh, with this, you know, I mean, that was actually a point where he used the the Lynn drum machine a lot less. Um, so I think he's forgotten his own history. But yeah, like it, it's kind of mixing kind of 1982 sounding prints from 1999 to, you know, the kind of the vocal stuff that he did from like Sign of the Times and Love Sexy um, and then kind of ending up with this weird hybrid, uh, yeah. which I will have to say uh, I'm not a fan of. Mm. I'm like MPLS sound. I kind of understand what Prince was trying to do. Um I mean, the fact that he says, you know, there's a track called Old School Company. Like, mm. it does seem like he's tr- he's trying to get back to that 80s print sound um, and kind of, I don't know, relive his 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 kind of like, you know, early 80s glory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know that it kind of really works a huge amount. I'm like, you know, I, I like it, this is kind of everything is Prince on this album. You know, uh, Q-Tip appears on the song Chocolate Box. Uh, for which Prince did a video, uh, and that was pretty much it, uh, in terms of you know promoting this 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 part this third of this kind of three CD set. Um, but I, I I don't know like I, I'm just not a fan of Prince attempting to kind of go back and recapture that. Um, you know it just it just kind of feels a little weird. Um, you know, and we do. I mean, I don't know. It's as, I don't think it's as claustrophobic as some of the kind of stuff on Rave is. Mm. Um, but when you have Prince doing all the instruments and, you know, the kind of basis for most of the tracks is the Lindrum machine, it does kind of end up feeling just a little bit kind of claustrophobic. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know that, like, any of the songs on this album particularly say anything. And, you know, I don't need Prince to kind of be deep and meaningful in every song. Um, but if you're just going to give me nine songs that are all about, you know, like, I mean, the titles as well, like, <laughs> you know, are kind of a bit weird. Um, but like, I mean, especially you're going to see me is basically a remake of the song from One Night Alone. Obviously, I'm not going to be covering that this time because I've already talked about that. Um, and I think actually the the kind of the the MPLS sound version works a little better because of the lyrical content and references to pages and stuff like that. Mm. But for most of this album, the kind of and, and I think this is I mean, you know, five minutes of this song is just for me, it's just like a little too much. It's like, yeah. You know, I like I like that Prince sound, but there was something that Prince used to do in the eighties that he forgets on this album, which is he would record songs that were three minutes. Yeah. And on here you've got like, you know, two songs that reach six minutes and one song that reaches seven minutes. And mm. it's just and even this song is pushing five minutes. Like it's about to go into five minutes before it cuts into You're Gonna See Me. And it's just for me it's just way too long. And it's you know, I I don't mind kind of like party mode prints, but it's like He's not saying anything and he's taking way too long to not say it um, on a lot of these tracks. So I feel like people are going to get kind of tired of me not liking songs on this album. (laughs) Um, As they probably did with Rave. 
Uh, I don't think this is as much as a slog of, as Rave because Rave has like 16 songs or whatever. Mm. So this is at least a kind of just half the length of that. But still, it's it's not one of it's not one of my favorite Prince albums. You know, it's and I, I mean, I, Dance for Me is actually probably one of the better songs on here. But for me, it's still no more than you know, like a three out of five. And, and I agree. It's, as I said, it it just sounds really like uh, it makes sense that it's all drum machine, but it's, it sounds really artificial. Like the way the way the voice is done, it's not as as I said, it's kind of is Camille like, but it's not Camille. It's not as good as the Camille stuff that happened back, you know, back in Sign of the Time. So yeah, definitely a three. And as I said, there's like there's still weird elements of like eighty stuff in there. As I said, you've got the Lynn drum machine, you've got the Camille kind of voice, then you've got this little jangly guitar that kind of sounds like it came off Kiss. But it's yeah, it's just I don't know. I agree with the bit it being too long, a bit like this speech. But yeah, it might be a little too long. It was a nice short song. At least with Sexy Dancer, Sexy Dancer was like it didn't say much, but it's funky as hell, and it had that groove at the end. But yeah, as I said, it's definitely a three, way too long. <laughs> and uh, you know, I you know Prince obviously around this time he you know aside from releasing the video for Chocolate Box and then releasing this as a single like two years later. He didn't really promote this album that much. He wasn't touring at the time, so you know he didn't he didn't play this song live. Uh, which uh, you know uh, the thing is as well is uh, you know uh, the the kind of the the problem that we have that with MPLS sound is you don't have like you know a Peggy Mac or a Susan Rogers doing the engineering. You know Prince is his own arranger on this. Uh, there's a guy called Richard Furch, and he was Prince's Pro Tools engineer on this. So he's working Pro Tools for Prince, which is fine because obviously, you know, Pro Tools when used properly can be, you know, a, a good kind of way to record stuff, um, you know. But like Prince is doing all the production, uh, he's playing all the instruments. He's a, he's effectively his own engineer, you know, other than someone kind of manning the Pro Tools, mm -hmm. and so you lose a little bit of the warmth that you know, like someone like Susan Rogers or Peggy Mac would bring to kind of like eighties Prince, and that's why kind of like the like trying to do like a kind of Camille type thing. It doesn't work because you know that was that was kind of like Susan Rogers was responsible for that, and mm. you know it was it was an accident, but it's still you know she kind of knew the setup and how to make it work, and I just don't think Prince has got the same kind of skills as engineering himself. Mm. It, it's just not kind of it doesn't really kind of work. But uh, I don't want to go on about it too much because I feel like people are going to get bored of me kind of repeating <laughs> that nine times over. <laughs> uh, so I feel like we said about as much as we can about dance the number four me. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Victor? Uh, there's nothing for me to plug, Darren. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter for Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks so much more for being my guest here, Victor. Uh, thanks, Darren. And otherwise, goodbye. Can't for you no